0: let's get right into it welcome to purposely offside we've been away for a while
1: but we're back welcome to our uh, very first show i feel a little rusty of 2020 that is
0: yeah first show of 2020 uh first show since what november end of november
1: Uh, i think i was going through the shows the other day and i think it was the 26th
0: yeah i think came down to the studio i think we uh we kind of had to figure out the system we forgot how to use it feeling like a total rookie right now it's nice it was, it was a nice break it was a nice break i think we, we needed
1: the break it's christmas new year's yada 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 busy time of year should we good uh time spent with family but man have we uh have we missed a ton in sports were good and bad we've we've missed tons um
0: should, I mean, do we should we tell the audience like where we've been, like what we've been doing, like what have you been doing? We've been up to. Were well, you one of my good friends? so I, I, I've seen you quite regularly. Saw each other
1: the weekends, so yeah, here and there. It's not like I've been out of the country or anything. I know. Where you been? Nothing. Just working, and I don't see you as much as I. Family, and I haven't seen you as much. Christmas and New Year's. I Haven't seen you as much. Just relaxed. Been eating too much. You know, on that guy's night yet, or what? Not yet. So I got <laughs> the bottles ready to go. <laughs> and in case if anyone hasn't has not noticed. As of yet, we're missing a third voice. Who's that? remember. Who's that? Our, I thought it was just me and you that did this show. Well, of of 2020. <laughs> that should be before. But our good friend Brian G. Where are you? Brian, isn't he a regular call
0: Caller? <sighs> Doesn't he just call into the show? He, or is he actually he a member be. of the show? He might be. Um, Last time he was in studio, studio was definitely not November 26th.
1: <laughs> It was probably October 26. <laughs> I don't know. Well, last time was, it was like uh, August, wasn't when, you, when you, we, you guys interviewed Hayes? Oh yeah, it was Hayes? Yeah, you were, you were you uh, were in here for that Hayes. was like October 30th or something yeah. like that. No, I, I'm sure we've had shows since then with him, but it seems like uh, yeah, yeah, we
0: did do yeah, we did Hayes is one of our last long. shows,
1: right? Brian Hayes. That was that's how long it's that been. Was be. yeah. That was October 30th. The last big big inning we had. Oh, uh, you was, know what? Which is huge. Couldn't get any bigger than that.
0: You know, we're kidding, Brian. Brian's an integral part of the show. Um... Would be awesome if he was in studio with us today, but uh, Brian's actually leaving, leaving the show. it has gone. Uh, so, breaking news cue the Sports Center music. Uh, Brian um, fired from purposely of offside. <laughs> <Holy>. <laughs> You're fire. Oh, That's another sound bit we should add there. Cue the Vince McMahon. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, who, who, who experienced a bigger firing? Brian Jorgieski member of purpose the offside or Mike Babcock which spiring is more
1: significant uh, it's got to be Brian G yeah i'd say so i, I think so Fire! brian is actually moving out west to yeah. be with his that's what happens new to all wife. bad
0: coaches and all bad uh you get radio sent broadcasters. get right? you, know, you just get sent out west
1: yeah you sent out <laughs> west go you know find a new beginning somewhere the guy's taking off he's leaving us Dip, he's dipping he's going to he's going to van city yeah! Um, apparently, you know, being the homer that he is, uh, you know, the Canucks just happened to be in first place in the division guy thinks there's going to be some sort of parade this year. So obviously he just goes and takes off and, you know, yeah. decides to to move out and join him. So I give it, good, uh, um,
0: good riddance. Obviously we're, we're, we're kidding here. We love the guy. We wish him nothing but the best out in Vancouver, but I give it two years. He's a Canucks fan.
1: I, I, he's already transitioning. I swear, slowly, man. He, he's you know he's growing. he's talking about the Leafs less. He's growing a flow like Brock Besser. He's, yeah, he chirps the Leafs constantly. He's I don't know. I think I spotted him with that black and gold and red Canucks blades jersey, whatever the heck that. Oh, right. he's thing going retro. Thing is a retro. Um, I mean, it wouldn't be a horrible bandwagon to
0: jump on. The, the Vancouver Canucks are first in the Pacific. I mean, love me some Leafs, but they look pretty good as well.
1: He's smelling a cup run, so he's going to join them. He wants to be there while while it's happening. Yeah. How ironic would it be, though, if the year he does decide to leave, well, I mean, he moved out there before, but if this is looking like a permanent leave, how ironic would it be if the Leafs went on some sort of magical tear and ended up in a cup run this year?
0: Oh, buddy. Okay, so let's say that happens. Um, Has Brian been the problem the whole time? Brian's presence in the GTA in Toronto in Could the Greater be. Toronto Area. Like if they if he moves to Vancouver
1: and they win a cup, I mean his 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 record at games. That's the thing, right? That's the thing. Yeah, but lately, can't argue been, with that. Lately hasn't been that great. His his he's had a flawless yeah record unless it's been with us yeah if, you know the minute he'll go step on. Well, we all we all know I got the worst record. Well, I was yeah. I you know what my record has
0: turned around a little bit. It was bad. Back in like the Kessel years and horrible record
1: when I when I attended games, but I was thinking about mine the other day, uh, just because I saw pictures of actually Brian at a, at a couple of games, and I was like, mm-hmm. I forget what mine is. I, it's it's gotta be well under five hundred. Oh, I'm definitely under. 500. Well yeah. under five hundred. Yeah. I can't even remember. Well, no, the last time I saw a win was at the Bell Center in Montreal when they oh, gave yeah. an absolute slap. Oh, road games,
0: I'm disgustingly horrible. Our the the leagues are disgustingly have, horrible when I attend road games. We're winless and buff. Well, that's the, that's the only road game I've ever been to. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. It I think that's it. the problem. Is because they can't it. win in Buffalo. You can't go to Buff. Yeah, I can't. They can I can't go to Buff. I gotta. Well, next year we're planning. Uh, you know, a little so. Vegas trip or Arizona. Oh, so hopefully they. Uh, we'd fly. The, bring we, it
1: then. We'd fly all the way out west and watch them slap like six nothing. Yeah, like we would have. We would have gone to the game that ended Mike Babcock's tenure potentially yeah. in Toronto. Watch that. That. Unbelievable, Mark Andre Fleury glove save. That would be we a would game. Have been, to go we too. would have been two, two rows yeah. behind the net watching that.
0: Hundred percent. That would have been our luck. Hundred um, percent. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm one and one this year. I, I went to the Bruins when they beat the Bruins in overtime. Oh, went to the game that, that they lost game. against St. Louis, but one and one this year. Anyway, Brian, um, you know, good luck to you in in, in BC. Um, I'm sure he's going to be on here as like oh, some sort of Vancouver Canuck
1: correspondent or something, yeah. right? I mean, we got to we got to keep in touch with how this, all those Western Canadian teams are doing. So. Yeah,
0: definitely going to check in with them in April. I'm sure yeah. the Canucks will make the playoffs. You know, we'll get a little scoop on the team. Yeah. Um, he'll be our beat reporter for the Canucks.
1: Yeah, and he'll be, I guess, a side you know, Connor McDavid. Yeah, reporter.
0: Yeah, anything uh, out west, we'll defer, Hockey, we'll defer to him.
1: Whatever. Uh, down apparently next year or in a couple of years he'll be that new Seattle Seattle fan too. So you'll be seeing him pop oh, up. Oh, so he'll no, he sort gets of, to of Seattle us. Tell us about that whatever's, whatever's jersey on soon enough. The Seattle whatever's. Just give me your just give us your leaf's jerseys, Brian. Let's turn in.
0: Hand it in, buddy. You're officially a Western Canadian. And you're gonna hate us. You're gonna hate uh, you know, Toronto because you're gonna have to watch our games at four. And who wants to watch the games at four? I don't know, I wouldn't I don't know, it's kind of cool. I guess it's kind of cool. It's not bad. Good luck to you, buddy. Uh, I'm sure I like like this is the last he probably will be in studio with us. Um or sorry, he's not going to be in studio with us, but um I'm am sure he'll he'll be on the show in some capacity over the phone um or, or whatever that may be. Um like you said earlier, we missed a lot, man. We we've missed a lot of uh, the last time we were on radio. Uh, was back in you know, 2019. It's now 2020. Um, w- the last time we were on radio, World War III hadn't happened yet. Uh, significant events in the world uh, hadn't happened yet. Um, and it's been a busy time, man. It's, like you said, there's been some good times. There's uh, been some bad times. We're going to start with uh, uh, the bad time. Um, the tragic loss of, of Kobe Bryant this past uh, Sunday. Uh, I don't see any way we can start the show without acknowledging and, and talking a little bit. A little bit, sorry, uh, about that. Um, just shocking news. I, I know, like you've heard it all over the news um, this week, whether you've been watching CNN, TSN, but obviously we feel that we have to
1: talk a little yeah, bit about it. Literally every single yeah. piece of media, pretty much in the world. Yeah. Worldwide news, right? And tragic. You can't, you can't get away from it. You know, for good and bad. But. So, so many different angles here.
0: Um, you know, obviously, it's 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 a tragic death of a superstar. You grew up watching Kobe. I grew up watching Kobe. Every time I try to drain a crunched up piece of paper and shoot it in a garbage can, I say Kobe. It's it, it's it, this is a guy that um, people our age older than us players in the NBA um, and retired, but they idolize this guy. This guy was uh, one of the best. And um, there's that angle. Him as the superstar. I think what hits uh, me a little more is, is him as the family man and uh, the fact that his daughter um, and several other individuals, young um, and older losing their lives on that uh, helicopter crash as well. And then you feel for the family too, right? You feel for the wife um, and the other two kids of Kobe Bryant and, and just, you know, what they, I can't even explain or imagine what they have been going through over the last couple of days, but it's just, uh, extremely sad.
1: Yeah. I, I remember I was at home and, you know, just, you know, bumming around the house and then I end up, uh, getting a text saying that, you know, Kobe Bryant's dead.
0: It was from TMZ. I think that's yeah, the first report there. And,
1: you know, your first initial thing is No can't be. You see something like TMZ. I think it's like spam you know a lot of celebrity gossip, gossip yeah. and fake news. Fake news and and like you said gossip yeah. and and made up news and then um you know the first thing you do is you get your your phone and you you search Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. which a lot of you know it's easy going to Google type his name and the news will pop up. Well then you start seeing it from multiple news outlets and predominantly in the LA area. And then, um, it always starts out as like a source. Yeah, nothing's confirmed. And then, you know, as time passes, you just start to wonder and you know worry and think. And this can't be real, right? Like that's what you uh, you're it. shocked at first. Yeah. Your your first initial emotion is you're shocked, and you say, "No, nah, this can't happen, man. They're not Kobe Bryant." And then, well, because you, you think it just, can't happen to the first thing you go to is, is Twitter. Yeah. Nowadays, if you want to look for news that's breaking and you want news right at your fingertips, you're going to go to Twitter now. You're not going to wait for a news report to come out. You're going to go to directly to the source. And the minute I started going on, on Twitter and, and Instagram, things like that, the stuff started popping up. And then I was like, wow. Yeah. This is incredible.
0: It shook me a little bit. I got to say. I was out I'm st-
1: I'm still very affected by it. And, you know. The one thing that really bothered me, and like when I heard about it, my stomach, my heart just sunk. Was that throughout the course of the day, you st- more and more bits of news starts to leak. Mm-hmm. When it was, you know, it was Kobe, and and then you know they couldn't confirm who else was on on the the helicopter. But the news that really struck me was when they announced that they, that he was on his way to a basketball game. Yeah, that he was coaching. And right away it hit me. It was like, oh, my God. Tell me his daughter was with him. Yeah. Because, like, the first thing you think of is, like, it was just, like, last week. Yeah. They were at games. They yeah. They were sitting courtside. I think it was Atlanta. I think it was. Um, you know, over the past like, couple weeks, you saw them in the, the news in, in, on Instagram and at games and, um, you know, there were a lot of podcasts with him recently talking about her and her getting into basketball. And then, yeah. like, and then like all of a sudden it's just like the, yeah. the immediate news is just like of them passing away. And, you know, you, you had mentioned it. There were, there were nine people total. Yeah. Total. Who, again, news coming out sporadically as it started to develop. But um, yeah, that like, regardless of who it is or age and things like but whenever you hear like young children, mm-hmm passing away, it just really hits you more.
0: Absolutely. And that's the thing, right? Like we look at it from Kobe, the superstar angle and Kobe, the family man and the Kobe, the family man, uh, really that that's what takes a toll on me the most. Um, because being someone who's, you know, uh, lost a parent, um, you know, I, I can't even imagine with what his other daughters are, are going through, uh, what his wife's going, going through, sorry. Um, and you mentioned his relationship with his daughter. It's like that almost kind of, not that they ever lost passion for basketball, but it kind of refueled his passion for basketball, um, as someone that, as someone who's retired from the game. Um, and you know, he had his own gym. That's where they were going, I guess, in the helicopter. Um, they were going to his gym, um, and he, and he was about to coach a game and it's, uh, it's a terrible loss. Uh, but it's, it's just an important reminder of, of how valuable life is and Mm -hmm. how you just got to, you just got to live life, man. Just, you know, don't, uh, don't sweat the small things, just, just live. Mm -hmm. And, um, sometimes as human beings, we need that constant reminder and this is one of them, um, life short, man, and, uh, you just got to enjoy it as best as possible. And and live it up to the fullest. I know it's such a cliche thing to say, but these are the constant reminders that we get over time to kind of remind us of that. Um, Now, like I mentioned, uh, there's Kobe the basketball player and uh, Kobe the family man. Uh, Let's look at Kobe the basketball player. Um, One of the best of all time, undoubtedly.
1: What are the the best of our generation. Best Not our named game. LeBron yeah. James.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, you think of you think of the post MJ era. Yeah, um, I can't it's, think. It's Kobe. I,
0: I can't think of another example of an athlete um, who has died that that was like a, maybe a similar situation, uh, whether he was an active player or a retired player, th- of this magnitude
1: i don't even know I don't, I don't think there's been one in our generation i'm sure there there might have been
0: like the last time versions, i think the I world think of one. last time the world was this shook over um a celebrity or someone famous dying was probably michael jackson right
1: yeah um someone i work with uh mentioned uh princess diana princess diana like somebody of like that well michael jackson is a good example but there is a lot of yeah controversy obviously surrounding. well for him.
0: sure well there was controversy right. surrounding kobe too, right. right right like if you're not an avid sports fan well you've heard of kobe's at a he's a great player, mm-hmm. but you know there's also references to some of the his issues in the past um obviously of of, of cheating and he did have that um uh that um, it was like a sexual, sexual assault allegation same, which I think got dropped yeah. but anyway th- there is that too yeah. it's um as a human he wasn't the perfect individual, but you know um many people loved him uh for what he was off the court and obviously. A lot of people loved him for what he was on the court, and um, um, yeah, on the court, just one of the best. Um, it's it just the 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 respect that's being paid to him by the NBA and by athletes all over the world is incredible.
1: It's it's amazing to see. Like I've been glued uh, to my phone since Sunday morning.
0: Like it crosses all sports. I,
1: I I you you cannot. You cannot avoid it. No. You can't. If you're on social media you're any news no matter what you're doing, mm-hmm. unless you're completely unplugged from your phone or from any sort of media outlet, you're you're not getting away from it. Yeah. I've tried and you, it's can't, everywhere. you can't do everywhere. You can't. It's everywhere.
0: And and I don't know, like obviously LeBron would be I don't know what other athlete could um inspire maybe or or get this much um Love you like Cristiano Ronaldo? Like maybe. It's in that category. There's there's Messi. only certain athletes in the world right now that could that, you know, a a, a death could have this sort of impact on people. Yeah. And Cristiano is one of them. LeBron James is one of them. It's people that have transcended the game, right? And I think that's what Kobe Bryant's did, right? He's, you know, reaching out into his community, uh coaching uh, basketball. He's a um a spokesperson for the game. Like he's one of those top people in the world, top five, ten people in the world that have a huge impact, not only locally, but globally. Right. Like Kobe yeah. Bryant was like, he speaks, like, he speaks fluent Italian. Yeah. Big AC Milan fan. They, they paid, they paid tribute to him. To yeah. The and the game, uh, yeah. Neymar paid tribute yeah. to him this past, uh, weekend. Athletes, athletes everywhere. Athletes ever, every. Um, in tennis came out with a Kobe Jersey. Did you see how shook Tiger Woods was when he was given the news? Like, these are major athletes that have really been shaken up by this by this tragic incident, and it speaks to the kind of, um, well, maybe the kind of person he was, but more so the kind of athlete that people uh,
1: loved that he was. He, if you if you look at it, he was the ultimate athlete. He was, yeah. He, he you can't if you want to define someone as a successful athlete and a true champion athlete he was he was it that's what i love about the him the attitude the commitment you know the work ethic the dedication just the hunger for the game and the sport he played made him just one of the best of all time yeah and that's what if you're an athlete you you can't not be inspired by that yeah if you want to be the, the top of your game you want to be a champion multi-champion athlete you have to have that work ethic that he had and that drive to, so to be the inspiring. best. So inspiring.
0: Like, his work ethic was... Yeah. Like, I don't even know if they make him like that anymore. Like you see LeBron James is like he's, that. He's like, better. I'm talking about work ethic. Like, if you remember, Kobe, when he came into the league, he wasn't like... He was out of high school, yeah. but he he didn't come into the league like LeBron James did. LeBron James came in kind of like a man, right? He came in like he was... Um, he could have won the MVP in his first year. That wasn't the case for Kobe. He had to really work himself into the NBA. Yeah, and he dealing made, with
1: Shaq and well, yeah, Shaq got there. Well, he and,
0: got drafted by the the, the Hornets. Yeah. Came came to LA, but he had to like really, really work um, to be the the great yeah. player that he was. And I think that's what that's what's so great about Kobe is he put that work in. He was demanding of himself and he was demanding of his teammates. And I think that's where maybe. Um, You know, you might ask some people that played with Kobe. They might not have liked them very much at the time, because you know, I think when you're demanding of other players, and he did call other players out, um, they might view that as as arrogant. Um, But I I don't think you can deny um, the kind of killer instinct and competitiveness that Kobe Bryant had, and that's ultimately what led to his legacy and how he was such a great Mm. player. You know, it's. He expected that of his teammates too. And and I think that's why sometimes he might have came off as an arrogant player is because if you weren't holding your weight, he'd let you know.
1: I I heard something interesting. I think it was yesterday. I forget who was talking about it. But they mentioned that when he first broke into the league and when they won their first titles like with him and Shaq, um, they were saying that Kobe won those two titles because of Shaq. Mm -hmm. Once he left, um, they were saying that Kobe's attitude was, I'm going to prove to everyone that I can win on my own. Yeah, he did. As the the guy. And he established himself as the guy very quickly and just took off and kept winning. Five rings. Yeah. Five rings total. Um, The thing that really bothers me about this whole situation is... You know, you can look at like the death of an athlete and be like, wow, they're an absolute incredible player, inspiring. But what really bothered me was like what he was just getting into now and like since retiring. Mm -hmm. Like, you can talk all you want about, everybody knows about how good he was as a player. But what he was starting to do and what, what his work was post retirement was was something that was going to be even bigger than basketball. Yeah. There was talk of like, you know, he came out right away, boom, he wins an Oscar. Um, he's starting, and this is sort of going hand-in-hand hand with him and his daughter. Um, you could tell that he was really starting to inspire, if not already, the mm-hmm. women's game. For
0: sure. Yeah. he could, And he could have been like a significant figure behind that. That's And, that. and
1: that's what's a – it's a massive blow regardless, but – I really feel like yesterday I watched the tribute to Gianna, the one that the Yukon women's team mm-hmm. and the team U- team USA they had like an exhibition game or like a scrimmage, and they honored her, and all the talk was coming about how like how she really wanted to play for Yukon and you know everybody knew like you know she was going to be destined for the WNBA, mm-hmm. and it's It's a really big blow for them because if you have a guy like Kobe Bryant backing your league oh yeah. and backing that movement man that that would have just been a a monumental it step lifts for that it
0: league. it lifts it up Huge. right it just like gets it going yeah. it builds momentum, yeah, you're right, you know it, who knows where that could have gone you know in in you know, his we'll never know in his
1: is, it's
0: really sad in his last years as an n b a player he got a little frustrated because the team was obviously um not the greatest team wow. and you heard those reports about you know you know Kobe's very demanding and and like i mentioned earlier um that's because he was very competitive and i think what you saw after he retired is that he was very at peace um obviously because he had a, such a successful career but i think he was just at peace with the game and he loved the game more because he saw it in his daughter he saw it in his younger daughter he almost t- he took on this role like i want to be not only your coach, but your mentor. And he really like seemed like he was kind of thriving in that and even got a greater appreciation for the game. And, um, yeah, who, who knows what, uh, what he could have potentially done for women's basketball. Um, but there's always someone to carry and the her. torch and her. Yeah. yeah. There's always someone to carry the torch and, um, in honor of, uh, of Kobe Bryant later in the show, um, just cause you know, we talk a lot of leaves on this show. We're going to. Um, talk about some famous number eights and some famous number 24s that have wore those numbers for the Toronto Maple Leafs in honor of, uh, Kobe Bryant, um, Kobe Bryant 13, sorry, 1,346 career games, 25, um, average 25 points a game. Um, just one of the best, one of the best, um, Anything else you want to say about Kobe?
1: You could say a lot. You can say um, a lot.
0: Kobe was demanding, right? He was a demanding, demanding of himself, and he was demanding
1: of his teammates. Yeah. Um, it was tough because, like, we don't. I mean, you you hear a lot that we're not we're not on the West Coast, mm-hmm. we're not in the LA area, so like, you only see as much Kobe as. You know, you do obviously you played on like every nationally televised oh, yeah. game, Christmas Christmas Day games, you know, they're in the playoffs. Lakers Spurs every back year, some some phenomenal, phenomenal moments in the playoffs. Yeah. Um it's it's I guess in hindsight, good to know that he scored eighty one points against the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. You know, if that's if that's something, but um, uh, you know, whenever everyone thinks about Kobe, think of 81 and then, you know, you know, the Toronto Raptors are going to die to that and have been yeah. a bad way because they're, they're terrible all the time. But
0: you think of 81, um, you think of playoffs, you think of championships. He yeah. was a, just an overall winner. Um, speaking of winners, speaking of playoffs specifically, Leafs going to make the playoffs Are the Toronto Maple Leafs going to make the playoffs? Are we going into this? Absolutely. Well, you knew we, we had to, we we're going to start the show and get into some sports talk and not talk Leafs. You know, we're talking about dedicated athletes, commitment, all this talk, all the, all these words that describe Kobe, do these words describe our boys, our Toronto Maple Leafs? Because we haven't I, talked I, Leafs, like, I, since I, Sheldon Keefe got hired. Like, it's been a while, buddy. I know you got some stuff to get off your chest. I got some stuff I to don't, get off my chest. I don't my know. Chest I still
1: don't know what I see in this team. And it's frustrating because... It's funny you mention that. You, In order for them to make the playoffs, they're going to have to grind it out. Oh, it's coming down to the last week of the season. Maybe even mid-March. I don't know. Mid-March, last week of the season. We talked about this before the season started. The problem with the Leafs in the past few years has been as they've had it too easy. Mm -hmm. They came out... In that first year, that rebuild, when they made the playoffs, no one expected them to. They, they kind of gr- they grinded that out. Oh, they they bit. they
0: clinched they on miss? the second last yeah. game of the season against Pittsburgh. and but you're but with no your one ex- theory about Pittsburgh. No one. Ex- <laughs> they put no. the save. <laughs> the uh, That's when they clinched right. The, the Saturday Crosby, against Pittsburgh.
1: The Curtis McIlhenny conspiracy. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, let's not go into that. <laughs> um. But yeah, like since then. It seems like they've had an easy ride into the playoffs. Uh, well, look at last year, I think they they played about 500 hockey from December
0: yeah. on, and they still, they, they still they, made they it were really in third
1: spot. Yeah, they were in since Christmas. yeah. I'm very curious to see how this team finishes the season because this is going to test them. This is going to be one of their biggest tests since this rebuild occurred because now, you got you got not only do you have the top three teams in the division, you have everybody else chasing you. You're going to chase Florida. Tampa's going on a bit of a tear now. They're they're turning into the Tampa. They that could win, they the, division.
0: Tamp- the, Bay they, they win the division. Tampa the Tampa. They can easily
1: catch Boston. So who knows what happens there? They're hurt. A lot of injuries, mm-hmm. off and on. Guys coming back. Guys getting hurt. Guys out long term, especially on
0: defense. Like they, they
1: got are a lot of banged up bodies right now. They're missing some significant depth pieces. Depth
0: um, depth pieces right now.
1: I'm curious to see how healthy they can get how consistent they can get. And Freddie Anderson's got to start being more consistent. Well, Last night was a good start. It was a good start. Against Nashville, that was a, good start. a Monday night? Against a bad Nashville team. Yeah, they're, inconsistent they're, they're not Nashville the
0: Nashville team, team no, like before.
1: They're not the cup favorite Predators. I don't know where they've gone, but uh, it's not up. Now, you, you started this conversation with saying, I don't
0: know who they are or what they are. What do you mean by that?
1: They're just, they've just been so inconsistent. Do you, do you feel that year. they have no identity? Oh, we know what their identity is. It's, but it's again, it's the Kyle Dubas what hockey is, that we thought. It's the free,
0: the freewheeling, running gun.
1: Of- you know, high scoring games, bare minimum defense, mm-hmm. inconsistent goaltending, and trying to outscore your opponent. That's how it's been. It's been well, it's successful. Funny. It's
0: funny you say you phrase it like but, that to begin the conversation because I remember when the Leafs lost. I think they lost six two to Chicago um the saturday night i was playing um just a pick up game of soccer on the sunday i was talking to my cousin and um i was like yeah i watched the leaf game last night he's like well, why don't you turn on the raptor game and i'm like i don't know uh i know what the raptors are i said i don't know what the leafs are i still don't know i know that they're a fr- i know that they're not a free they have tons of offensive talent mitch marner Austin Matthews, William Nylander, who's having a good year, 23 goals so far, career high, John Tavares. I know who they are offensively, but I don't know. Like, is that it? I I don't know what steps they're going to take to become a championship team. Because everything the Raptors are competitive, resilient, mentally tough. The Leafs are not. So, and, and like you said, mention Kyle Dubas, his style of hockey. Can his style of hockey win? Well, he's got the coach in there now that believes in that style of hockey too. We're about to see if that's going to win. Well, the, the question... Mark- and I think what makes me watch yeah. is, before you get on that point, what, what makes me watch is to see, is this style going to win? Can this style get them out of that early funk they had in the early on in the season under Babcock? And can it get them into a playoff spot? And can it win them a round? Mm. Can, it win, can it win them a cup? That's what keeps me watching the Leafs is because yeah. I don't know. We know what they are, but I don't know if this can be successful.
1: Yeah. I don't have any doubt that this team can make the playoffs. No problem. But they have to get on a good start now. They have to come out of, out of this all-star break motivated. Sheldon, they, they ended up going into the all-star break with Sheldon Keefe, calling them immature. Immature, yeah.
0: Sound a lot like Babcock, right? Babcock had a lot of those kind of comments like, throughout his tenure with the Leafs.
1: They were very sloppy. They're getting blown out, and yeah. it looked like, uh oh, is this team gonna gonna slump like you know, like the Babcock start? Well, the the Keefe is off to an incredible start as a coach he in is. the NHL. I, right? I just hope it doesn't fizzle out at the wrong time because you know yeah. people get motivated when you know a coach gets fired, a player gets traded. Things I get to light a fire under you. And, you know, obviously you're, you know, you're, you're motivated in that sense. You're kind of, you know, the anxiety level's there, but I just hope it doesn't fizzle off. Well, listen, last night. at the wrong time. Last night was a great start. 5-2 in Nashville. I
0: know Nashville is not the most uh, uh, powerful team this year. They're not the Nashville of last year for sure. But that was a good start. 5-2 on the road. They're in Dallas, I believe, tomorrow night. Um, but during this whole tenure with Sheldon Keefe um, and kind of this recent slide, three games really stick out to me. Um, and, and it speaks to this identity. The Leafs have wheel uh, running gun, minimal defense. Um, the first is the game against the Oilers. They lost on a Monday night. I've the final six, three. That's the game where uh, McDavid made Riley look like a Just junior, a player. Just um, they got three goals scored in them in the matter of two minutes. The next game that sticks out to me is Florida on the Sunday, big game in Florida, day off. All right, they didn't play on the Saturday, they go out and lose eight four. They, what they what did they let in like four five straight goals? I can't even remember. Yeah. Those disgusting. Flipped it on Packers Seahawks real quick that Sunday, and then the third game that sticks out to me is obviously the ugly loss of the Blackhawks at home in all those games they had periods of time where they let one or two in and they couldn't stop the bleeding so for me i look at games like that and there was also that game in philly this year too there's and there's even moments in games like the last 7 minutes last night they were all they were hemmed in their end um it's like when they hit a rut they can't come together and get out of it yeah and uh, that worries me. I think that just goes to show with the—is uh, that the immaturity? Is that the immaturity that
1: I, I, that uh, Sheldon Keefe is talking about? I think so. And I think you're seeing some holes defensively. Oh, for sure. That's that's your lack of that. That's your lack of defensive depth. Yeah. Like when you got guys that can come in and grind out a win, you got to be really strong defensively, and the Leafs aren't. So right, now, are you talking about as a
0: team or their actual as six, a team. six defensemen? As a team, yeah, uh,
1: I, I agree. The whole thing is, it's not like.
0: Because I don't think their six defensemen are that bad. Like, my, whole, like when Martin Marincin's out of the lineup, because I, I hate Martin Marinc- Martin Marincin. Like there's six defensemen, if you include Riley in there, it's not that bad. And now you got Sandine in there; who looks pretty steady. He yeah. looks like he has a lot of confidence. But I agree with you; it's the team defense. Yeah. It's the
1: one hundred percent turnovers, the, yeah. the odd man rushes, the, yeah. the, the the you know we were talking about last night. They get caught pinching. No one's covering. Yeah. It's just like lack of defense, defensive awareness. And being able to shut down a team in close games, which is playoff hockey. That's yeah, that's right. That's the thing that scares everybody. It's like go out and win. You know, you know, snip like five or six goals. Hang on for dear life. Try and win six five six four, mm-hmm. whatever. When it gets to the playoffs and teams completely bear down defensively. Yeah, are if you can't score and you're playing poor defense, you're gonna lose
0: a series. Hundred percent. And, and as a team, as this identity that we talked about, freewheeling, yeah. offensive-style hockey, even in a 5-2 game like last night, they still—and I'm not even just talking about last night's game, Monday night's game against Washington. I'm talking about even other wins they've had over the season. Even in some wins, they've always let up a lot of grade-A scoring chances. Oh, yeah. Even though the shots are a bit lower in comparison to some mm-hmm. other years, I don't think you really see the Leafs getting 40 shots on net. They might let in like 25, 30 shots on net. But there's like 10 prime yeah. sh- scoring chances. And, you know, I know you said Freddie needs to be better. I agree. He does need to be better. But you can't leave him out to dry.
1: Yeah. He's he's he's, you know
0: come, up, he's come up huge. He's Yeah. He's he's let in some floaters. But he's the reason why he's, he's definitely the Leafs have made the playoffs like, the last yeah. two years. But um, you can't, like, I agree with you. They need... To to buckle down and play some team defense because they got to limit these grade A chances they're they're letting on them game to game, and um, I know last night uh, Monday night's win against Nashville kind of eases everything a little bit, but um, let's call a spade a spade. This team doesn't like to play
1: defense. Well, what's gonna what's gonna happen is let, let's say you fin you sneak in and finish third. Well, not not just a wild card spot. Let's say you finish third in division. You can play Tampa. Who has arguably a Stanley Cup defense and oh, goalie? Yeah. They shut you down, but then they have all those snipers up front. You guys are done. Who if you can't bear down defensively and play shut down hockey, you are going to get torched by a team like Tampa in the playoffs.
0: I, like you said, it's going to be it's going to be close. I am still going to give the Leafs the benefit of the doubt and say they're going to be in that third spot. Okay, so assuming they're in that third spot, assuming the Toronto Maple Leafs are in that third spot, who would you rather face in the
1: first round? The Bruins and Lightning. I think I'd rather play Boston, to be honest with you. Why? Because I think the Leafs match up better against Boston than Tampa. I think really? I think Tampa is more of a complete team than Boston is.
0: But if you look at style of play. Bruins are tough. Right? They can score, but they're tough. They hit the thing is, check. Tampa, she-
1: Tampa's exactly the same but team. But Tampa's
0: more free will. They can
1: forecheck. They like, a like Kucherov. and But if you had to compare
0: both games, they're the the game of the lightning is more similar to the game of the Leafs, right? They like to play freewheel hockey. Like they they don't buckle down as much as Boston does. Right. I'm not taking anything away from Tampa. Like Tampa's a hell of a team. Great team. Now maybe I, I don't th- know, maybe you, maybe you think no, that this Keefe Keith- led team, a little more offensive flexibility, because I think we all love that. You know, Marner playing with Matthews. Uh, Nylander looks more free. I mean, Matthews yeah. looks more free. Maybe that Keefe mentality against Boston, let out your big dogs. your big dogs play 25 minutes a night. Maybe you like that.
1: Yeah, I, I still think, I still think better, Tampa's a better team than Boston, to be honest. From, I, 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 w- I won't back, argue with from that. From back to front. Yeah, I won't argue with that. I think their defensive that. core is better.
0: I, I'm not even arguing. And not I arguing, think th- their goalie's way better. I'm not arguing, though, about the roster. I'm arguing yeah. about the style of play. The roster, Tampa's roster is way better than Boston's. Yeah, a hundred percent, front to front and back, one hundred percent. Their roster is better. But we like weapons everywhere. I know. I can't I'm believe just ta- saying yeah.
1: it, but I, I honestly think if I had to choose, I'd rather play Boston. Well, either way, it's going to be tough. It, either way, you're. We're you're just going to go for three, and also three we're for assuming three you're against, against gonna, Boston. Or are you going to try and play a fire and go up against Tampa? We're assuming who's we're who's getting make hot it. right now. I don't know. I yeah. think I think you're. Regardless of where you finish, no matter who you play in the playoffs. They're in tough, with that if, the, with that decor, and the way they're playing, and and with the mistakes they're making, they're going to be in tough. If we make it, if they make it, I still think that I think they will make it. If they get healthy, and they stay healthy in the last half, in the last like third of the season, quarter of the season, they'll make it. They so, have an easier schedule. Yeah, they no, do. Le- like I don't think they play many back to backs. But they got
0: Tampa three times. I think they got Florida. Twice. I'm going to play Montreal. Oh, Montreal's last game of the season. Imagine it came down to that game. Yeah. They faced Montreal yeah. last game of the season. Well, I think they, they might have another matchup before that, but imagine that it came down to them, those two teams. Well, it came down to that game. Leafs have to win. That'd be, uh, that'd be something to watch. Um, so overall, because like I said, the last time we did a podcast, we were talking about the hiring of Sheldon Keefe. Um, give me a grade... For Sheldon
1: Keith, mean, so far. Ferraro's grades like last night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ferraro's grades. Now, give me a grade for Keefe because uh, there's obviously some things we've loved from this team. Um, you know, and, and obviously some things that we – some problems that have lingered over from the Babcock tenure.
1: Compared to the – so are we comparing his tenure to the beginning of the season nope. with Babcock? No, I'm just, just comparing – no, no, because that's an easy grade. Him on his grade.
0: own. Him on his own.
1: Shelving Keefe on his own. The team's <sighs> performance under Keefe. I like everything he's done with them. So I'm going to give him an A minus. Good. I, I mean, I can't disagree. He a great record. He's done everything right so far with what he has. Maybe not the night off in Florida,
0: started. but who knows if that was an organizational decision. Yeah.
1: I, I like how he handled coming in. Um, he was trying to write... It seemed like... He was trying to write the wrongs of Babcock, but I also think he was just being genuine, like mm-hmm. you know, playing. He played Nick Shore, not Nick Shore. Well, yeah, Babcock was playing Nick Shore. No, like Gautier. a lot of minutes. He played Justin Hall, in his hometown, after he signed an extension. Oh yeah, played Tyson Berry and Tyson Berry. You know, he's he's Spez. tried to he's tried to write those wrongs. He's I love how he's playing Jason Spezza. Oh, Spezza's looking he's great. Great. This whole team is just completely responded under him. Austin Matthews is on a freaking tear. William Nylander, freaking tear. Well, that's Mitch's what I like, right? Great. I like
0: how he gives those guys, he's giving those guys time. more minutes, more
1: freedom, more creativity. And you see it.
0: Well, look at Matthews. I think over the, in the oh last night, last 20 games, he's like 19 goals. He's,
1: he's incredible. He's
0: 35 in the season now, yeah. just tearing it up. And again, I don't, But the thing is, I don't, it would be awesome to see him break the Leafs uh, goal-scoring record. But I want to see the the complete two-way game instead. Yeah. Because I think that's what makes me frustrated with this team sometimes, is they is they they, they play offense, but they're, then they're not responsible yeah. in their own end. And in the playoffs, you got to be responsible in their own end. Mm-hmm. But I like how Keefe has been creative with this team yeah. because they have so much firepower. You need to be creative. Yeah. I love the Marner-Matthews combination. Juggling all the lines. I like it. J- I like top
1: f- it. Top to bottom. I like it. Juggling him, playing him in, in key situations. You know, he gets creative with his timeouts when they're definitely needed. Yeah. I, I really like how he calls those. Um,
0: 22 minutes a night for his big players. I, it'd too. be nice
1: for him to get creative with Anderson, but he can't because he's no backup. So he can't start resting. It's not like he can start resting him. So that's going to be an issue. How he's going to play that out, but
0: maybe that's an area they address um, the trade deadline. Maybe the defense. Yeah. Uh, you know, adding a defenseman, which you but, can never have enough of, is something they'll add at the deadline. Um,
1: but I feel like he he's he's come in and done everything right so far. I don't. I can't really point to. He's called them out. Yeah. You know.
0: Well, we. Uh, I think one of I the can't, things. I can't
1: point at anything.
0: One of the things I said, and even though I liked what he's done so far, uh, one of the things I said when Keith originally got hired was I was going to evaluate this coaching change um, at the end of the season, whenever that is. Whenever, if, it ends at, um, if it ends before the playoffs, if it ends in the first round, if it ends in the second round. I'm going to evaluate this at the end. Um, I like what he's done so far, Sheldon Keefe. I like the creativity because this is a team where you need to be um, – you, you can't be narrow-minded with this group. Too, there's too much talent yeah. on on this team to be narrow minded, um, but I do like what he's done. I like some of the guys he's plugged into the lineup. Love Pierre Engvall. He's, like P- he's been awesome. Ugh, I like Pierre Engvall. Uh, Aside apart
1: from Mikaev yeah, I got to say he's been like their most underrated player. Yeah, what see, a find! Did you see he's him? A player, man. Did you see him get the puck in the neutral zone and just skate past? Oh, AD? breakaway! Like for I was laughing last night. I'm like this guy looks like Cody Franzen. He's a when, he, when he skates cuz he skates like upright and he's he's really tall. He's tall, yeah. But man, he takes a few strides and he's gone. Yeah. Gone. I like
0: I I like the And he's very his, skillful yeah.
1: and he's a very Love smart it. player.
0: I think him with uh, with a reinvigorated Spezza has been they're, great in the been third great line. line. Great and then line. you know, they're missing Mikhaev right now. He'll come back. Dermott's going to come back. Riley will come back in March. They're going to get some troops come back into this lineup. But um, I, what I mentioned when uh, when Keith first came in as the head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs is um, h- how is this team going to respond to him when he hits his first rut? And I think you can argue before the All-Star break was kind of like their second kind of losing streak under him where they lost like two, three straight. But I think this one was significant because they had that loss against Florida. That was a big game they, they, that they didn't show up to. That loss against Chicago. I think this is the first real rut that they kind of been in right. So to see them respond yesterday is a good sign of things, especially because, you know, you lose six to the Blackhawks and you're going into an all-star break. And that can, that sits with you for a while, right? You get called immature. You don't by by your head coach. You don't have a chance to respond for about a week. Last night was a good response. Uh, It was an impressive response. Um, Anderson seemed back on his game, made a few stellar stops. Um, Let's see how they, how they um, react. Um, is it tomorrow night? I think tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow night in Dallas. Tough game. Uh, tough game, a winnable game. Um, I was talking with a colleague at work today. Don't you find the Leafs are better on the road? Yeah. Way better on the road. Like I, I got, let me, I'll i check the record of their home and away record, but it just seems they play with a little more grit on the road compared to the ACC. I don't know it's, what... It's because...
1: Their barn is just. There's no hype in that barn. We're gonna. We keep going back to the the Bank Arena. The the crowd is dead. Yeah. There's no hype. If if they feel like they have no support, it almost feels like no one's paying attention. Yeah. Which could be the case. With all the suits in the stands. Yeah. So if, I think that like they a team will really or respond do they just feel that. a lot of pressure at home? That too. A lot of pressure. There's some and games where it's barn. pretty.
0: Like if they're lighting it up. If, if Matthews is lighting it up. Yeah. It's it's gonna be a live they've, arena. Had a few,
1: they've had a few great games where like the crowd's been in it, but they've been closer games. Yeah. But I don't know. They now, they say that well here's the thing, I, I remember hearing um that might have been Ferraro talking about it. They and they might have asked them why players may play better on the road. One, if you have kids um and you're at home, you get a better night's sleep. Fact. And two, you're uncomfortable.
0: Mm-hmm. When you're at
1: home, you're in your own time. Um, like you said, you, if you have family, you have other responsibilities. Yeah, that's right.
0: Um, on the road, you're with the boys. On the road, you're, you're together, together.
1: You're with your team. You, you're on a Going set schedule. A yeah, you're on a set schedule. You're back and forth to the hotel. You're getting more rest. And you might end up playing better. So that that could be a factor. Um, yeah. And like you, like you mentioned just now, there could be lack of pressure too. 12. So the Leafs are 12 wins, six losses and seven
0: overtime losses at home. So the 12, six and seven, but if you calculate those overtime and regular time uh, losses, it's 12 and 13 Uh, away. They're 14 and 11. So although like the record is, um, I guess if you're looking at it from just a a wins loss, not including overtime losses, you know, 12 and six compared to 14 and 11, it just feels though that, well, they it could are, be could be strength of schedule too. They might play some for sure.
1: Easier games like I them. just
0: feel like they they play much more aggressive and loose on the road. Um, who knows why that why that is? Um, but home ice is important, and you you, you got to learn to um, you got to lo- learn to make home home and, and 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 win games there because down the stretch they're going to have to win some some key games on the road because it's going to be hard going to some barns, uh, going into some, like, you know, Tampa, going into uh, Boston, going into uh, even Florida, yeah. even, you know, in front of all 500 fans in Florida.
1: <laughs> it's, you For know. Feisty fans. And feisty 500, man. It's a feisty 500 fans. I, I And it's funny you mention that. I actually think the Leafs play better on the road in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I, I can I agree th- with that. Their
1: road their yeah. road record and their plays has been way better on the road.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I, I, agree, I agree with that. Um, So, I mean, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a tough stretch, um, and we'll continue to evaluate it right here on Purposely Offside. Do you want to go through our famous, I don't know if you have it up on your screen, uh, do you want to go through our famous, in honor of Kobe Bryant, famous 24s and famous number 8s? I'll give you some time to pull it up there. I'm looking at hockeyreference.com. Um, and I'm looking at some well, we were, names. We were laughing right now. at
1: some beauties oh, before, before the, we started yeah, before. the pod.
0: The first one that comes like to me, and it's just hilarious because he was like a you know a Leafs former Leafs assistant coach and current coach of the uh Ottawa Senators. Number twenty-four, DJ Smith. <laughs>
1: I had no idea he even played for them.
0: Whenever I picture DJ Smith, I just picture someone chewing the hell out of their
1: <laughs> gum. Jowling with the just, with the the double chin with the uh, <laughs> <laughs> with the pack of gum in the game. What, did it say how many? Does it say how many games they played for them? No, it
0: just, gives, just me year, it gives me the year. It gives me the year that they won their uh, that they sorry they they wore that number. So DJ Smith wore it in two thousand. That she
1: played like a couple of preseason games or something.
0: So let's I think we agreed on the, the most famous twenty four. Let's say him last, and let's just keep name dropping some other twenty uh, fours on the Maple Leafs before we say the best one. Okay. This is a name, man. When we talked about Hayes, uh, we, when me and Brian talked to Brian Hayes, we, we talked about how we love talking about infamous X-Leafs. Um, they call them grit grinders, I think, on Overdrive. But listen to this one. In 2009, Jonas Frogren. Oh my. <laughs> Jonas Frogren wrote, wore the number 29. 24? Yeah. Number 20. Oh, sorry. 24. Did I say 29? Yeah. Mm, that's... William Nealander's X the... number, um, yeah, twenty four. Some other famous twenty fours. You got some? I'm trying to pull it up here. No, you still. All right, look, look at my screen here.
1: Look at that. Well, you got a, you got a bunch of legends. I mean, we're not going to talk about like some grit grinders, but we're going to switch to some legends. You got like, <laughs> you got like Drake Barahowski.
0: Barahowski, 19- the bear, ninety two. Yeah,
1: Joe Sacco.
0: All right. Oh, Randy Wood. A Hay- a Brian Hayes favorite. Yeah. Randy Wood, a famous 24. John Michael Lyles, in 2012 to 2013. Peter Holland, wore it for three years, number 24. Should we? I'll let you introduce the famous. You want to the famous ball? Well, you- no, you do it. You we got it. our
1: current 24. We got our K- current. KK. K- yeah, double. Casper K- yeah. Kaplan. <laughs> Hopefully he turns into a great 24 instead of a dud. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's our current twenty-four. We'll get into you, you. You go with the. Tell me the famous, the best number twenty-four of all time for the Leafs. And if you're a Leaf fan, listen to this. You're probably uh, screaming everyone's it. already
1: shouting it out right now. Best go slapper
0: on the power play, Brian McCabe. Yeah, I love Brian McCabe. Remember that year he scored like twenty-six goals, all clappers <sighs> from the point.
1: From Cabrilla. Yeah, Cabrilla, or Cabrilla. Cabrilla,
0: Cabrilla, Cabrilla, or
1: Cabrilla. I just remember his blue Mohawk in the lofts. Oh, yeah. I just remember. I still picture him to this day skating and warm-up with it. What a beauty. Famous number eights in honor
0: of Kobe. Remember, we are um, honoring Kobe Bryant by looking at some of the famous number 24s and uh, number eights. Um, I don't. When we looked at the number eights, I don't think we decided who the best... I'm just going to say we're going to go with... Uh, we're probably going to go with this guy just because of his name, but he wasn't great by any means. Oh, OG8. Yeah, the OG. Um, but some great name. Well, we got a current number eight on the Leafs. Jake Muzzin came back last night after uh, after yeah, an injury. Looked all right.
1: Looked all right. It's good to have that grip back in the lineup. We got Mike Babcock's favorite defenseman, other than Martin Marinson. Who's that? Connor Carrick.
0: Oh yeah, I Connor Carrick. No, no longer those. a member of the Leafs. Oh. Member of the uh, Ottawa, the Ottawa Maple Leafs, who just took half of our roster and just decided to sign him. Is that or is he in Jersey. Was he on Jersey? I, I thought he was in, on, I if, he was on I, Ottawa. I
1: think he's on New Jersey.
0: Well, Ottawa has who? Ron Hainsey. They have uh, Connor. Oh, Connor Brown is who I'm getting mixed up with. Yeah, the, the That's who the center's got. Connor Brown. Yeah, he's
1: on Jersey. He's on,
0: okay, Connor Carrick's on Jersey. Tim Gleason, famous number eight. Oh, I, I like Tim Gleason. He was all right. You didn't like him? I <laughs> don't like anyone from those years. Host, co-host, I should say. Of uh, TSN's first up, Carlo Kolyakov. Ove, OK or Ove? What? OK or Ove? OK. Yeah. OK to o- eight. OK, Carlo Kolyakov, a famous number eight, uh, drafted by the Leafs. Um, he's also played with like, Buffalo. He played with Philly, uh, St. Louis. But hey, he was uh, Toronto's first. He wore number eight between two thousand seven and two thousand nine. Oh, well, before we go to our number one, who are some others we can look at here? Some just absolute beauties. Um, I feel
1: I feel like Ken Baumgartner was uh, is definitely a Hayes' beauty too. Is he on here? Yeah, he's right there. There he is. Not yeah, me too. Um, that's oh, Mike Allen, not Jason Allison. Mike Allison. I thought it was Jason Allison, but
0: Ken Baumgartner is definitely a Brian Hayes' favorite. Absolutely, Bob McGill on Leafs Nation yeah, post game,
1: famous Warner. number
0: eight, Todd Warner, yeah. Sportsnet. Dimitri Kristich. Do you remember him? I I vaguely remember Dimitri Kristich. Who else we got here? Anyway, some of these guys are beyond our years, buddy, but uh, should we go to our favorite? Favorite number eight. Introduce it. He wore number eight from 2001 to 2006. One of the Leafs' all time great
1: defensemen, Aki Berg. Heard he was Mattson Dean's favorite teammate. Was he? No. No.
0: Definitely not. I mean, that's just for the name, Akiberg. But the best eight of this group has got to be Coley Akvo, right? Or maybe even, maybe it's Jake Muzzin. Maybe it's the current number eight, Jake Muzzin. Ackieberg is just a funny name to say because he was just. Yeah. Like, he's like the most famous eight for being bad on the Leafs. <laughs> infamous eight. The infamous eight. But like the best player on this roster. Well, half these guys I don't know because they were playing back in ninety before ninety, nineteen ninety when I was born, but anyway. Akiberg, Jake Muzzin, Carlo Koleyakovo. I think those those round out maybe the top three yeah. of the number eights. So uh in honor of Kobe, just some uh famous number twenty fours or infamous number twenty fours and infamous number uh number eights there. Big uh big weekend. As we wrap up uh, the show, big weekend in the
1: in the football world as the Super Bowl. It's hard. I keep forg- I honestly kept forgetting, in spite of the, you know. Well, a lot's the been with, going with on, Kobe, right? um, you know We forgot that there's, you know, the biggest football game in the world. Yeah. Occurring on Sunday, um, the news when the news broke this Sunday. I mean, it was actually it was so big that even I was watching. Um, uh, you know NFL Network on, on Monday, and they weren't even talking about the Super Bowl. That's how big this news was. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah.
0: But big game. Uh, big game. Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers. Spread was what, one and a half? One and for, a half
1: for KC. For KC. This is a Super Bowl where probably the first time in a long time, I have no idea who's going to win.
0: I don't even have a yeah. slight
1: inclination on who I'm leaning towards. Well, how about last year? Patriots Which and, and Rams. You nah, I knew the Pats were going
0: You knew the Pats were going to yeah. win that, eh?
1: Yeah. And well, if... anything can beat last year's Super Bowl. I think this... Sh- so we're going to go from arguably the most boring Super Bowl of all time, or in our recent era, to I think it's going to be one of the most exciting Super Bowls. It should be. I think it's going to be a shootout. You have two teams that are so evenly matched there's so many good head to heads in terms of like the same position I mean that I I can't I don't really know who I'm leaning towards I think I'm leaning towards the Chiefs but then I'm not
0: so you if you were leaning towards the Chiefs you think that offense will prevail over defense because essentially that's what the Super Bowl is right it's a good it's a great offense versus a great defense when I
1: when I look at the the if I'm looking at the offenses I only give the Chiefs a slight edge because of Mahomes versus
0: Garoppolo. Yeah, absolutely. Well, 100%. And when Garoppolo's is throwing for 77 yards on eight passes in the in the NFC Championship game, it yeah. I don't know, like I don't know if that speaks to how well the defense played or if he just wasn't uh, didn't have the opportunity yeah. to throw. But absolutely, they got the quarterback matchup in one. the Super Bowl
1: your quarter, your, your quarterback yeah. will win you a championship.
0: And he can win it like you said with his legs and his arms. Yeah.
1: Th- I'm very curious to see the Kelsey versus Kittle mm-hmm. matchup. That's going to be good. Two light, two of the best tight ends in the league. Yeah, that's going to be great. Um, wide receiver matchup, you got Tyreek Hill, one of the most explosive and, and fastest players in the league. You know, you're going up against guys like Emmanuel Sanders. We even um, just look at the defensive players for the San Fran. Mossert. Defensively, I got what, Nick Bosa. Richard Sherman. No, Richard Sherman. And, like, you know, look at the Chiefs' defense.
0: Not the greatest. And that's where I think that's what scares me, That's though. what scares me. So I, I look at the Chiefs. Not scares me, but that's where I would, like, lean towards the 49ers. Yeah.
1: I think the the Chiefs have the edge on offense, but the San Francisco 49ers have the edge on defense. But that's the thing, right? Like, the Chiefs have a—they don't have a huge
0: advantage on offense. But, they, that, but that's why the spread is just one
1: and a half— that that's how yeah, close these, true. these teams
0: are. But I'd say the defense. There's a big gap between how great the 49ers' defense is and how average the. But the they Chiefs can they can play is. well.
1: Like look at look at last week. They they shut down. Tennessee Tennessee Yeah. but, but they shut down Derrick Henry Tennessee
0: caught a heater and they but, ran in. but Derrick
1: Henry was averaging like 160, 170 yards, rushing a game, and they held him to what like 70 yards. but that's because they, 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 they you, can tell you, you watch if you, want. you watch
0: film, yeah. you realize it's Ryan Tannehill playing yeah. you know for, for Tennessee. Um, their honeymoon, or whatever they were on that heater they were on was over for Tennessee.
1: Um, but they ran into a high scoring offense.. Who did? In Kansas, in Kansas City. Well for sure.
0: Yeah, that, that's it, right? They exactly. Like the Patriots didn't have an offense.
1: No. I mean Baltimore Baltimore had, had an offense. But they shut down Lamar Jackson. They shut they him shut down. They shut him down his legs. Yeah. You couldn't pass on him. Yeah. Mahomes can do both.
0: They got and they got a lot of weapons on KC that maybe the Ravens didn't they didn't have as many weapons. The Ravens didn't have as many weapons as K C has. Well they knew it. They they shut down Lamar Jackson as game over. Yeah. I, I, I'm um I don't know where I'm leaning here. Like it's I I don't know. It's it's weird because I like Casey's offense is unbelievable. And I really want to see Andy Reid win a win a Super Bowl because I think he's uh he's a great mind in the NFL. He's an awesome coach. He's sniffed the Super Bowl um in his time with the Eagles and and uh, it'd be awesome to see him win finally, win the big game finally.
1: Well, I think he won as a coordinator. I mean, Not as a head coach, he though. Not as a coach. head
0: coach. And you know he's, uh, you know he's craving that because uh, look at Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel uh, won three Super Bowls with the Patriots and said he would chop his you-know-whats off to win as a coach. So I think there's this, uh, there's this, there's this like, special feeling winning as the mastermind behind a football team, and I think obviously you want that as a, uh, as a head coach, and for sure Andy Reid wants that. Um, but I just think the difference here is the defense of the Niners – I think this could be the difference because look at look at what Houston did to the Chiefs in that first half, twenty four points, twenty four unanswered points. I'm sorry, but if if uh, if the Niners do that, get up by if they even get up by sixteen, the game's done. The the Niners have a real good defense, so it's. uh, Am I gonna? I'm laying down a prediction. I'm going Niners, but. Uh, for those listening, I, I, my picks were awful this year in terms of division winners. So uh, take that with a grain of salt. But I'm going to pick the Niners. That's my pick. I'm picking the 49 Niners. What's your score prediction? Score prediction, I'm going to say 24-14 Niners. Yeah, be lo- that's pretty low scoring. The Niners, like...
1: Like what's the They, they over, pretty what's, much eliminate the over under. Let's see.
0: They pretty much eliminated all threats for for Aaron Rodgers. Like they made the the Packers look like children. And that's a great quarterback. So they they know like the Niners know how to scheme against good quarterbacks. And you know, it's the Mahomes over, is a great quarterback and they they're watching a bunch of film on him. They're looking at the routes that, and the plays that they run and they're going to be prepared. I like listen, I w- coming coming to the playoffs, I'm like that the Niners are going to As soon as I actually started watching the Niners, now I'm like okay, I get it. I thought there's going to be one of those teams that went from, you know, didn't make the playoffs last year into the playoffs maybe an early round or second round exit. No, their their defense is for real. And they got an attitude about them too. I like them. And this is not saying that I don't like KC. If KC can give any defense, KC can give any team in the league, any defense in the league a run for their money and they can be the team that kind of puts up a lot of points against the Niners. But I like what I see from this Niners, um, this Niners uh, defense.
1: It's mean. Who, who are you picking? So the over under is 54 and a half. What do you mean? The over under on total points. Oh, total
0: points. 54 and So I'm half.
1: going under on that.
0: And, and it's just because the the San Francisco defense is how I'm viewing my is how I'm like making my pick right now, both with the result of the game and taking the under on the
1: points. <sighs> Tough. Last time they played was September 2018. It was 38-27 Kansas City. San Different Francisco team though, Was brutal. Different the team. Garoppolo was out. <sighs> You're having trouble. With I'm, this I'm having trouble, and it, this this Super Bowl is going to be so even, I believe. Yeah. That the over on the sorry the spread might be bang on. Yeah. But when I like I said a few minutes ago, when I look at the two teams, I'm going with the better quarterback. I'm picking Kansas City. All right. And we have an official bet. I think it's going to be. I think the score is going to be thirty-four, thirty-one. Kansas City, thirty-four, thirty-one. Kansas City. I want to see a high after last year's game. Yeah, I, I want know. to see a shootout. I want to see two both these teams go going at each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shot who, for who shot, doesn't? and these are two offenses yeah. that can definitely do it. Like you said, defensively. I hope. I I, I, well, I hope, I hope the you're better right. Quarterback's going to win the Super Bowl.
0: I hope you're right because I want to see that too. I think we all want to see that. Um, we, you know, we want to eat our good Super Bowl food, and we want to see a high scoring yeah, game.
1: I want to see a really good game.
0: I'm, I'm kind of saying it's going to be the game I don't want it to be, but that's just because I, I kind of feel, uh, I, I think highly of this San Francisco defense from what I have seen for them in this playoffs, and um, I hope I'm wrong. So we got an official. I mean, we're opposite picks. We're you're, take, you're taking KC. Yeah. I'm taking the Niners. Uh, winner, loser, sorry, buys beers. Okay, and unlike some people. I will actually pay up on my bet, and you know what I'm talking about. And I hope he's listening.
1: <laughs> I hope it's a great game. Over under. Just speechless on that one. Eh? I'm speechless. Yeah, always. I want. I'm. I'm actually looking forward to the halftime show this year. Who is it? I want to see. I don't even know who it J-Lo. is. J Lo. And I want to see me some Shakira. What What are the odds on wardrobe malfunctions? Hasn't well, been one since Janet Jackson. Multiple, right? multiple wardrobe malfunctions. Uh, I'm going to go. Is there Fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. I'd say fifty percent. Fifty. Yeah. I'm Why? Done. Because I want to see it. Well, that's not going to increase the odds
0: because you want to no, see know. it. I know. Unless you're going to the Super Bowl, and not telling us you something. <laughs> you're going to be doing that. You're going to have Same some today. result. You're going to play into some Maybe. result of this halftime Maybe I'm
1: show. It. I'll pay someone down there. I don't know who it is.
0: I think we killed it today, buddy. Came
1: back with some fire. Yeah. <laughs> i think we we, uh yeah we had some time off which is nice but you know there's just too much to too much to talk about so i hope there's more moving forward probably should
0: tell the audience um this was our final show oh we're going there uh have we've have we've confirmed or denied this? (sighs) Final show, not the final show. Purposely, obviously, we're going to keep yeah, delivering podcasts. Let, but let's
1: let's confirm. Let's confirm. Final show with
0: McMaster know. and CFMU. So we'll solely be a podcast. And um, usually, we, you know, we released our podcast every Monday. These podcasts will be released when they are released. So hit that purple button on Apple on Apple Podcast. Hit subscribe as soon as we release an episode. Downloads to your phone. And you get all the latest information. We know we like talking our hockey on here, so you get all your latest Leafs information, our opinions on the Toronto Maple Leafs. in um, all sports, all big sports news as well, because if we touched on Kobe today, we touched on the Super Bowl. We like talking about those things too. Brian G is off to Vancouver or off to BC. Good luck, buddy. He will be joining us via phone, right, as our Vancouver Canuck correspondent. Yeah. Look forward to hearing about some Canucks updates. Yeah, but. look forward to having him on the show in the future, um, and we look we look forward to you know just keep on delivering content for our wonderful audience. All right, go Leafs, go! Playoffs? Gonna know. We'll find out. Playoffs? We'll find out, man. It's going to be a long, long couple months, and hopefully they got in a stretch here. I'm excited.
1: Can't everyone wait to see what it brings.
0: Yeah, hope everyone enjoys the Super Bowl and we'll chat with you guys next week. Take it easy.
1: See ya.